Dance Fam. It's Shatay here with the Working Dancer. And we are back with another edition of Soul Talk. And this week we have Miss Sway Buckley, who is, let me get this right, um, <laughs> performed in multiple off-Broadway uh, shows. She uh, was a performer in Footprints New York-based dance company, right? And she's yes. also CEO, dancer, and artpreneur coach here in Dallas, Texas. Hi, Slay. Hey, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you? <laughs> Great. I'm awesome. Thanks for asking and thanks for having me. Thanks for being here. I know the life of, you know, performer, entrepreneur is really, really hectic and really busy. So I appreciate you squeezing in a couple of minutes too. Absolutely. Talk with the dance fam. Um, <laughs> so let's just get started. How about that? Sure. So can you tell us how you got started with dance? What were your dance beginnings? Oh, yes. Yeah. So crazy thing is uh, my mom always thought it was cute to see like little girls in tutu yeah. and tights and stuff. So she enrolled me um, pretty early, like at three. Like I didn't even know what it was. I was like, <laughs> obedient, going to class uh -huh. um, and I actually didn't like it. So I only did it for like, I don't know, as a child, you know, it's really difficult to measure time. So it felt like a long time, but it probably, yeah. I don't know, it may have been just like for a semester or a season. Uh -huh. Um, so I didn't want to do it anymore. Um, and then as I got older, a good, like 10 years later, it was like 12, 13, I started feeling like I want to dance. Like I, I used to, um, take the bus and the bus would always go past this building. Um, it was a dance studio. I didn't know at the time, but it was, it was a, it's a silhouette of kids tap dancing. And I'm like, I'm supposed to be doing that. Like, I want to do that. That's, I don't know what it is, but I, I want to do that. Mm -hmm. and so I just remember like bugging my mom felt like eternity maybe a couple of I don't know I think I started feeling it I think around 10 so I think it took a couple of years and it's just like okay fine mm -hmm. and so from there I started with a um a tap company and then I started uh that that was what I was focused on just all tap and then I expanded and started doing like Saturday conservatory classes and then uh, that was freshman year in high school. And then I auditioned for uh, Los, Los Angeles County High School for the Arts, which actually they started at the time at 10th grade. So it was, you know, sophomore year is where I was going into. So um, it turns out that the lady I was taking my ballet classes from, from the ballet conservatory on Saturdays happened to be one of the teachers at the school. And um, she was also one of the judges for the auditions. So I was like, okay <laughs> crazy because i had you know i had only had like a year or so really of real ballet training at that mm -hmm. time but tap, i was you know very you know professional proficient and confident in that so i did they gave you an opportunity to to audition um mm -hmm. like doing your specialties of course my specialty was was tap so um did that and yeah i got accepted and that's really where my real consistent training started in high school so it's it yeah. pretty later on in life so you were you went to high school in LA. Went high school in LA, correct. Nice, nice. And then you came back after high school. I am originally from New York. Okay. I'm born and raised. Um, well, born, raised on both coasts, Brooklyn and um, California. Okay. So I didn't come to Texas um, until college. So I came to Texas to go to TCU. Interesting. Studying dance and business and religion there um, at TCU. 
That is really interesting. Um, side note though, folks, notice how she mentioned those connections that she formed in class. We talk a lot about that, getting in class and that's where you network and that's where you meet, you know, all the folks you need to know is yeah. in class, right? Yeah, absolutely. So then when you were in high school, were you feeling like this is what you wanted to do for a career or? Um, yeah, by the time I was a senior, cause I'm like, that's, this is a time to figure it out. Like if this is what I really want to do, um, time I was a senior, I was like, yeah, um, I want to, I want to pursue it, you know, cause that it was a great opportunity to really, to train, to train. Like we did training as much as we did our academic studies, you know, um, mm -hmm. our academic classes in the morning and then our art classes in the afternoon, then rehearsals after that. And, you know, shows on the weekend. I mean, it's just, it was a dancer's life. And so I'm like, well, if this, if I like this and I want to do more of this and this is, this is what it is. So yeah, so I knew by the time I graduated that I wanted to continue pursuing um, and training in dance. Okay. And so then how did you go about doing that? What'd you feel like your first step was for that? Well, I wanted to continue um, whether that had been, you know, at a, I wasn't sure if it was just dance um, or other things. So mm -hmm. I was looking at conservatories, but I thought, you know, if I actually go get a degree, I can study other things versus just going to a dance conservatory and that's right. it. Um, so I decided to, decided to go the college route and um, end up going with TCU um, and majored there in dance and minored in business and religion. That's so smart. That's so smart. Yeah. <laughs> so how did you know to minor in business? Did you already ha always have aspirations to do something other than perform or how did well, you never, Yeah, I never... I, I wanted to perform, but that wasn't like the only thing I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. um, I knew that I wanted to do something with business. I started my first business when I was in high school, actually. Nice. Company, so I was like, hmm, this is pretty cool. Making money just like doing what I already know how to do. So um, I knew I wanted to do something with business, something with dance. I didn't know what that was going to look like. So mm -hmm. yeah, I definitely, business was big to me because I started my now staffing firm in college, which actually paid my way, um, my tuition, it opened doors for me to get a full ride, um, you know, due to the business that I had. So I knew while I was taking these business classes, many people, many students were, you know, taking the information kind of like, oh, this is theory. Like one day when I own my business, I would be doing this, but it was for me. I'm like, I need to know this accounting. I need to know what my assets and liabilities are. Like, I need to know it right now because yeah. I'm running a business right now. And so um, for me, it was like real world, like studies, because it was real to me. <laughs> like that's how I was, that was my bread and butter was my business. And, right. Um, paid for stuff. So yeah, I knew going in that it was going to be, um, business was going to be a big part of that. I just didn't know how. That's, that's awesome. I think that's incredible. So then um, can, let's talk about performance really quickly. I want to come back to the business portion of it. Sure. So then how okay you're in college mm -hmm. um do you feel like or did you have a performance career after college or oh, did you yeah. go the performance right okay so I still, then, yeah i still perform um I'm, I, the great thing is i can be more selective you know mm -hmm. um, i can really do the things the projects that i desire to do and not just taking jobs just because i need to eat mm -hmm. um awesome so um i started when right out of college i signed with a local company Mm -hmm. um here so we would have our rehearsals in the mornings um monday through friday you know it's paid dancer 
it's great to come out getting paid to do what I love, you know, and then in the afternoons, I would have, I would run my business. So, um, I was, you know, a working dancer and, um, I just had more than one revenue stream. I was like, okay, I got to keep this thing going. So I did that in addition to, um, different, you know, regional theaters here locally before I moved back to New York. So I, I stayed in Dallas only for about a good, maybe four years. The goal for me was to continue doing what I was doing, but um, keep my business, but of course keep dancing, but I wanted to keep my business, uh, do my business in a way that was going to be virtual so I could run it from anywhere in the world. Right. Still have revenue coming in and still go dance, you know, and do what I love to do and not be so concerned about how much that contract was paying me. If it was something that I really believed in, I wanted to be able to be a part of that and not to exclude myself because money, <laughs> you know, like right. or food, how about that? <laughs> you know, so, mm-hmm. um, so it took me a good like three, four years um, to to really revolutionize my business and get it all uh, to streamline it so I could run it from anywhere in the world. And then I went back to New York so I can continue training and dance. And I did that, um, you know, at Ailey Studios at Steps on Broadway. I mean, I was like taking classes. I was doing work study. And then I got a scholarship at Steps on Broadway to do a full year of classes um, and perform with the repertory ensemble as well as work with some world-renowned amazing choreographers so I'm having all this free training and mm-hmm. opportunity to perform um, of course auditioning and just and auditioning for the things that I wanted I was very picky you know about it yeah. and still am you know um, but in that season it was all I wasn't you know married yet so it was like all okay just me <laughs> I'm just doing my thing so um, I really focused on the auditions that really fit me and the ones that I desired to do versus just saying, I'm just going to go for whatever. It's a job. It's a job. That wasn't my story because I still had my business in Dallas that was bringing that revenue in, which is great. Uh Gave another level of freedom. And then at the same time, I was still dancing with um, Footprints Dance Company too. So it was lots of, you know, lots of dancing going on, lots of opportunity. um, That's, you know, the bulk of it. I'm doing lots of tours and going overseas. Um, working with uh, organizations that some, you know, people had never experienced the style of dance that I was able, that I was you know, doing. And I was able to offer different workshops, you know, um, you know, with working even, you know, with the Aborigines in the, in Australia, um, in New Zealand, um, South Africa and Durban and Johannesburg, you know, so it just really opened up a whole nother, world and not just performing but actually mm-hmm. teaching and um a lot of that stemmed from the business actually because right. i wouldn't be able to do it otherwise that's <laughs> awesome that's incredible you have a really really interesting story um, um how do i even segue into business okay so you were doing all of this <laughs> performance stuff right yeah so, okay, let me ask you this question do you feel like something was you had like a big break like do you feel like any opportunity was like okay this is it this is my foot in the door yeah no not really um i'm just grateful you know i'm grateful to do what i love there hasn't been I mean, there are some things that I still desire to do and different shows that I desire to do. Um, but I feel like that's all in timing. Mm-hmm. Um, and the things that I have done, I'm, I'm very, in a humble sense, proud mm-hmm. <laughs> of those of those accomplishments. But there hasn't been like one thing like, oh my goodness, this is it. Like it's all been um, stair steps to the next place in the next season. 
the next opportunity, just amazing experiences along the way. Um, mm -hmm. There hasn't really been like a defining moment, like, oh my goodness, I've made, like, I think every day I look up and I ask myself like, okay, what do I want to do today? Or what do I want my life to look like? And I realize like, this is what I want to do. Like, this is what I want it to look like. So there hasn't been that, you know, that this is it. Because I, I'm enjoying every experience is so different. Right. And I like that. I really also like that you said, um, what did you just mention? Just, I should have said it sooner because now it slipped my mind. <laughs> you were talking about all of the different experiences that you were having, right? So performing, um, different types of performances. Talk me back. I got to find that question. I'm losing it. I'm losing okay. it. Okay. So wait, you were in a company, you were doing shows, mm -hmm. teaching, Yes. Auditioning. That's it. Found it. Okay. Okay. All right. <laughs> so what I like about what you said is that you were selective in the types of auditions that you were going after. My most recent guest, uh, Molly said, no, actually said she knew someone that was doing the same thing. So like kind of being selective on how they were auditioning instead of just yeah. going after everything. And I yeah. feel like I was quite the opposite. You know, I was in LA and whatever audition my agent sent me I was like I'm there or any other ones you know that I found I was yeah. I was there because all I wanted to do was to be working so I didn't even mm -hmm. think about am I a good fit for this mm -hmm. you know my personal I don't know goals or standards I was just you know show up do what you gotta do and then go so I think that's really smart to know that you know you have yeah, I think it depends on the season you're in you know for that season um when I was I mean, I, I call it hardcore auditioning, but probably to somebody else, it wasn't hardcore because I wasn't doing every, like I wasn't auditioning every day and I could have been. Mm -hmm. um, but it was the, those, the really like audition, audition season for me, um, there were others who, like yourself, you know, you say, well, I'm just gonna go for everything. And that's fine too, because you know, that's the season that you're in. You're mm -hmm. ready to just, to work right, and right. just give me the job, give me the opportunity, give me the stage. I'm right. going to, you know? <laughs> right. so I don't think it's, you know, a right or wrong or good or bad. I think it's just different and just knowing, you know, what season you're in. Um, cause it was, it was definitely odd whenever I would speak to dancers about, you know, different auditions. Oh my goodness, you're going to go do this. And my thing was, I didn't come to New York to not dance in New York. I didn't come to New York to go dance in San Diego or San mm -hmm. Jose or, wherever else you know or on a cruise ship or in i don't know canada like, or las vegas i didn't come to new york to do that so for me i knew what i wanted um but then there were other dancers like listen i'm just ready to dance and that's fine too so they're like i'll go i'll go to california i'll go on a cruise ship i'll go to las vegas I, you know fine, it's fine so it's just different you know it's just different so i don't i don't see any you know good or bad about it it's just different that's smart though that's that's really smart so what what do you feel like your was your biggest what are your biggest challenges when it comes to your performance career and you know how did you kind of overcome the, that i think one of my biggest challenges um when it comes to performance has been um just the like mental mind blocks or mindsets i would have to always um see myself really doing it in my mind before I would actually do it. So just really strengthening that mental dexterity 
making sure um, if it was me remembering, you know, some crazy choreography or odd counts or getting into whatever the movement that the choreographer wanted, because I worked with all these different types of people and really embodying their style is definitely a mental thing. Um, mm -hmm. and working through transitions in my mind so I could actually like do it the way that I saw it. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times there will be mental um, blocks or mental obstacles that would um, stop me. Like, it's just me. <laughs> it's just me. It's not like outside. It's just really right, inside. Yeah. Um, stop me from really seeing that movement all the way through. And I would have to just like really work on that concentration. I could be on the train just listening to music or thinking about a certain eight count that kind of kept, you know, tripping me up or something or I wasn't really feeling the way that I needed to be, you know, just kind of seeing myself doing it. But that it was sometimes it'd be very difficult to like see it all the way through. Um, so working on that, that mindset and then, um, not being so so hard on myself, you know, enjoying the process, um, really living through it, and not being so so much of a perfectionist where I'm so like, gotta get this right, but then it's not really dance, you know. It's got if you're if that's the emotion that's coming out of it, um, it's not it's not fun, mm -hmm. <laughs> you yeah. know. Really having that balance of enjoying it, and it's okay if it's not perfect, but being um, genuinely like present you know being present um that really once i started tapping into that that got me a lot of callbacks you know a lot of callbacks um just being present and not being concerned with anything else and so i would even start going for jobs that i necessarily didn't fit like the type and um get called back and get like called to the side by the choreographer and like listen I love what you're doing. Mm -hmm. I, well, it could be my skin color. I mean, literally, they told me for this show, we need somebody like that's really, really dark mm -hmm. or that's really, really light. Mm -hmm. Don't get out of the window. <laughs> you know mm -hmm. what I mean? So there's nothing I could change, you know? Um, but they were like, I'm going to keep your picture because I want to work with you. Like, you're amazing. Like, I was like, okay, I didn't even know. And it's just dancing. <laughs> I mean, I was jacking up the choreography, girl. You know? like, I was feeling good with it. I was just having fun and just not really thinking so much um about like get it right get it right get it right so that 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 balance that healthy balance i think of of yes you do want to get it right you do want to perfect it whatever that is um right. you want to be excellent in it i'll say that um but at the same time you want to enjoy the journey so having that balance has definitely been um a challenge right I think that's a challenge for everyone because that's that's something that comes up often in these conversations that I have and not even just with working dancers with aspiring dancers students that I teach um, finding a way to be as you said present in the moment and to enjoy your process and I'm able I speak so passionately about it now because when I was you know in my 20s and really kind of in the heart of just starting out mm -hmm. in LA I spent so much time just upset and frustrated mm -hmm. I wasn't I, I didn't I didn't 
enjoy the process. I'm such a like results driven person. Yes. yes. So I want, I want to check things off my checklist. I want progress. I want. Yes. And so when I was in that season of just being here, just training and don't get me wrong. I was getting, I was getting work. I was getting callbacks, Mm -hmm. but you know, not what I, I I didn't book Beyonce. (laughs) Right. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, oh, what am I doing? You know, right. so long. Um, I spent so much time just frustrated and I wish I had known to be present, to enjoy where I was, just to look around, just to enjoy that moment in my life. And I, um, I can't say that I regret it because, because I wasn't that way. I'm now able to talk about it now to my students and, you know, kind of pay it forward. So right. it serves its purpose, but that comes up a lot. Yeah, it's real. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's real. That frustration. Okay, mm-hmm. so let's jump onto the business side then. You said you started your, you had your first business when you were in high school, but then you yeah. had a dance business when you were in college. How did that come about? Can you tell us about that? Oh, sure. Um, well, uh, to make a very long story short, <laughs> that third, by the third, fourth day of my freshman year in college, I was selling the ballet shoe um, and the top bunk. We had bunk beds, but it wasn't a bunk at the bottom. It was like our bed at the top and then like your the, desk or something. Um, the desk at the bottom, yeah. right? And so I'm selling my shoe, jump off the bed, get ready to go to class. When I jumped off, I felt like I landed wrong, like my, my ankle or I wasn't sure what was bothering me, but I was like, that's weird. What is that that little twinge there, you know? And so I was picking up my bag to go to class to walk on the other side of campus. And I looked down next to my bag, there was like a broken off piece of needle in the carpet. And I was like, okay, that's a half of the needle. Where's the other half? Now look at the bottom of my foot. And I'm like, nah, it couldn't be in there. And so I just see like this tiny, tiny, minuscule size uh, spot on my foot. I was like, no, I couldn't. So I'm walking to class on the other side of campus. The more I walk, the closer I get to my class, my foot begins to like throb. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Are you serious? Is this needle on my foot? I don't know. This reminds you, I'm like 18, the first week of school. Uh, I don't know anybody. Uh-huh on campus really, you know. Um, I don't really know my professors yet. So my thing is I wanna make a good impression. I wanna make sure I show up and, you know, work. I can't like slack off the first week of school. This is crazy. So I go um, tell my ballet teacher, listen, I'm gonna take class. I'm just gonna take the bar because um, I, I don't think I should do things, you know, go across the floor or jumps or anything. I'm just gonna take it easy today because I, I need to go to the um, the nurse's office or whatever. I think I may have stepped on the needle and I think it's inside my foot, but I'm just, I'm not trying to slack off, you know. I just, <laughs> right. I just wanna, you know, I'll do plies, I can do some time dues, I'll just, you know, see how it goes and we'll just, just I just wanna let you know. She was like, you will not take my class. You will go straight over to the nurse's office. I was like, okay. <laughs> I'm just trying to be a good student. So I go over there, sure enough, to take the x-ray. The needle's all the way in there. Um, they send me to the uh, the doctor who deals with all of the TCU athletes and um, stuff like that. So I went to him and it was not a good experience. He basically told me I would never dance again. And if I walk, I would always walk with the limp and he suggested to leave the needle in for like six weeks and we'll just see where it goes and what happens. I'm like, okay, this doesn't, this is crazy. This is Twilight Zone. I'm like, this is how they treat people in Texas. Like, I think, like okay. I'm like, and this is, this is crazy. Like what? <laughs> like who does this? And so, um, I talked to my, you know, my roommate was helping me cause I'm trying to drive and it wasn't my right foot. So, 
I couldn't really drive every time I would, you know, press accelerator. I'm trying not to hit the cars. And so she would end up driving me places. I go to an ER and the ER is like, yes, this has to come out right away, all this stuff. And then they find out that I saw this particular doctor and they're like, oh, since you're under his care, he really, he's like the best in Fort Worth and he's going to take good care of you. So just stay, go back, whatever he said, do. But I'm like, you just told me that it needs to come out. This mm -hmm. is like, once again, I'm like, my this is the twilight zone you know and no parents no real like family around here so i'm just like i don't know what i'm doing but i knew that this needle had to come out my foot and so i go to several different doctors and they all find out my record that i went to him and they're like whatever he says i'm like this is crazy this is bananas so i finally went this is like a week or two go by and I'm, you know, at this point, just the point of tears going to my, um, the dance, the director of the dance department. I'm like, nobody will touch me since I've seen this doctor. I don't know what to do. And my, by this time my foot is swollen. It's waking me up in the middle of the night with these sharp pains. I can't put a shoe on. It's, I'm on crutches on the third floor in my dorm room with no elevator. So I'm getting like really good, you know, <laughs> like this is crazy. Now, um, so she's like, I'm going to take good care of you. Here's the number to my orthopedic surgeon. Go to him. I'm calling him. They're going to take care of you. So I go there and then he sends me to one of his friends who's a podiatrist. Um, and he, I went straight to him and he opened up his office and did performed emergency surgery. Um, that, that he can't, he opened up on a Saturday. Um, wow. and he was like, I'm so glad you were as persistent as you were because we would have had to amputate your foot. Had oh you wait, the bone was starting to get infected with a needle. So I'm like, thank you, Lord. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so needless to say, as a dance major, my freshman year, I could not dance. I had all incompletes. Um, and I still had to go to the dance classes and watch and journal about whatever. I don't know. I'd get creative. So, right. but it gave me a lot of time to think. It gave me a lot of time to think about what I didn't want my life to look like and what I did want it to look like. And I said, well, I don't know everything that I want, but what I do know what I don't want is to ever be in a situation where I can't dance or I want to take a break from dancing to rest my body for, you know, whatever life happens and then still not make money. Like this is right. not cute to me. It's not cute. So I was like, I have to figure out something. I didn't know what it was going to be. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, I prayed, asked God, okay, show me what this is. I don't know, but show me. The next um, semester, someone comes to me and says, oh, you're a dance major, right? And mind you, this is like really my first semester dancing. <laughs> so they're like, aren't you a dance major? And so I said, yeah, I'm a dance major. They're like, oh, I have an opportunity. A friend of mine has a um, nonprofit dance academy and she's partnering with Fort Worth ISD. She needs a dance teacher. Um, so I, you know, I never taught dance before. I never done any like teaching at all but um i was working as a part-time as a student worker in the religion department answering phones and so i was getting paid like minimum wage whatever that was at the time and then when she was saying they were going to pay me to teach dance mm -hmm. it was like three four times the amount that i was getting paid so i was like wait a minute so mm -hmm. going for one hour and i get paid like what okay mm -hmm. sure sign me up i'm going to teach as much as i can teach and so, mind you, I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't have any pedagogy classes, teaching methods, nothing at that point. Mm -hmm. But I was like, sure, the opportunity came my way, I'm gonna do it. So from there, they continued to ask me to do other classes. And um, after a while, that school that invited me to start teaching with them, they went out of business. And um, my first contract was with Fort Worth ISD. That was my first client. 
but I could not keep teaching like that because I'm a full-time, you know, student um, and a dance major, you know, you also have rehearsals and it was just crazy. And then plus a business minor and religion minor, it was just a lot going on. And I was an RA on campus, you know, trying to make sure. Oh, you're doing the most. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, after that, I didn't want to turn that opportunity down because I knew if I turn it down, I'm not going to, I'm going to miss out on that money. You know, um, what can I do to like make some of that money and like still be a part of what they're asking me for. So my thing was, instead of saying no, I couldn't do that um, and still make money. And I couldn't say yes, because I know that was not going to be an option to like skip class and teach, make me sense at all. So I got a friend of mine and I asked her if she would be interested in teaching some classes and she wasn't in college. or Maybe she was like in junior college. So she had a lot more flexibility than I did. Um, and she, I said, I'll pay you when they pay me. I'll pay you a portion of the check. So you get a job, they have a teacher, and I'm still getting paid when I'm taking money. <laughs> so that was the beginning of my creative arts staffing company. Mm-hmm. And um, that is still running strong today. Uh, we, I mean, worked with several different school districts. It started off just with dance, but yeah. now it's it's grown into a full-fledged, you know, creative art staffing. And now we actually just added on coding. So that's really exciting. We have some coding curriculum that we're um, that we're running right now. Like as I speak to you, I have a coding teacher that's headed over to a school. So um, nice. it's nice. it's pretty exciting, you know. Um, that's how that business started off. And then while I was running that business, um, you know, all throughout college, like I said, it ended up opening doors for me to have all of my tuition paid, which was definitely a blessing. I was like, I'm going to keep this business. You know, <laughs> I'm on to something. Um, but there I realized a lot of the, the people that I would hire through my company, they would um, ask questions about business, you know, about, well, how do you do this? Or how do you do that? And like, well, what are you doing with your time? What are you doing with your other gifts? And how are you, how are you using your time? And so I would start coaching them. And actually that started, yeah, in Dallas. But then when I went back to New York, a lot of those dancers there that I would audition with, um, they would often have to run off and go, you know, go to a job, go bartender or go waitress somewhere, do some, some odd job that they needed to keep, right? Mm-hmm. So they can make sure they would keep eating. Um, and they realized after a while that I wasn't running off, that I was just there. I'm like, okay, I got all day. Like literally mm-hmm. I have all day, you know? Um, and then they started asking questions. So what do you do? Do you have a job? Like, how do you, how do you get your money? <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> and so I was like, oh, I have a business. And they're like, what? You can't do that. You're a dancer. <laughs> yes, you can. Nobody told me I can't have it. And so they're like, well, where's your business? Can Are you looking for help? Are you hiring? <laughs> like, well, actually, my business is in Texas. I'm like, Texas, what? Because mm-hmm. then it started this whole other conversation where then I started helping them monetize um their craft their craft but not just the dance you know we all have different passions and things that we enjoy doing um things that we love to do so i would help them bring all those different ideas that they had and just kind of bring it together as one brand and start making money off of that you know and that's when i started the next business which is the smart artist institute so um it's not just helping dancers but helping creatives helping artists helping right brainers um, really monetize in a, in a very easy way when the simplified systems, you know, put those in place to make money um, online and offline and making sure that, you know, they're building the life 
and creating a life that they truly enjoy and that they, that they love um, and not being stuck in a place that doesn't bring that, that true fulfillment and the true working out of all of the gifts that are inside of them. So right. those are the, the two main businesses. Of course, I do other things you know, still with choreography and speaking and you know, um, I've had a dance wear clothing line. I just, I enjoy doing things. I enjoy creating things, you know, just solving problems with my creativity. <laughs> so. How do you have time for all of this and have a, a home life, honey? <laughs> um, yeah. Well, it's just the season. It depends. On, I don't do it all at once. Okay. Gotcha. You know, gotcha. I'm like a staffing firm that's going on now, but I can do that and talk to you and make money. Mm-hmm. Right. So, um, the coaching piece, I have, you know, a lot of online, I have a lot of clients. I mean, many of them don't live where I am. So mm-hmm. it's not a virtual things. Um, then I do do some offline events as well. So it, you know, it just depends on the season and everything is not for like the same time. Everything yeah. is done at different seasons. So, right. right. So then can you tell me then what, what has been like maybe one of your biggest challenges business wise? So you told us performance wise, what, what has been something that some obstacles you've had to overcome with your businesses? Oh, I think one of the biggest things is being okay with um, a non-traditional path mm. and making sure that I don't, like I'm real, I'm, I'm real good with it now because I understand the benefits of it. I'm like, I'm comfortable in my skin but um, starting off, it was like, hmm, like, I don't know what this is. Like, what do I call this? Like, what is, yeah. what is, what do I say to people? You know, like just getting an understanding of that, um, that my, it's okay that my path looks different. Mm-hmm. Others, I think we are, all of our paths should actually look different because we're all definitely unique. Um, and there may be some similarities, but there's going to be some a lot of differences if we're if we're truly authentic um, and sincere with who we are, like in the marketplace, whether that marketplace be on the stage or um, speaking in front of people, whatever that marketplace looks like, it could be in front of a, a laptop, you know. Um, if we're really a genuine, you know, with our with our story, that that's going to look different from the next person. So um, definitely, one of the challenges was like not trying to make my story look like someone else's and being okay um, with my my differences and not being sure that I didn't use my different story or my passion, what I do as a, um, as something that wasn't valuable because it didn't look like somebody else's story. Um, Mm -hmm. Making sure that I didn't say, well, this is not my background, but this is not where I'm going with this. So maybe my, what I'm doing really isn't that valuable or really it's not a really a great idea because somebody else, nobody else, somebody else would have already done it before. Like <laughs> it, it would have already been done and that's just not true, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so really not discrediting um, my experience, my passion, my vision, my drive for something different. Right. Um, yeah, I think that's one of the biggest, biggest challenges. Yeah, that's, I, I, I love that you said that. So then um, before we get to how people can connect with you, what, what tips, so of all your experiences, right, performance-wise, training-wise, you have in, injury that you can speak to, starting businesses, right, doing all these different things. Is there, what's one, one tip that you would leave to someone or even like a younger you, you know, to kind of help you as you move forward? A tip, um, 
I guess you, it sounds like you're asking just in life about life. Dance in the frame of a dance life, but yeah, right, dance right. life, but in the, in the frame like, of you just said life. Yeah, okay, frame of dance life. Um, I would say one of the main things um, that really brought another, like a level of freedom to me as a dancer is to the same thing I would say in other areas, but um, really it came to me first as a dancer. And that's to like see the beauty in yourself, like see the beauty as um, as a dancer yourself and don't be so, just as, just as much as you appreciate the beauty in others, you should appreciate that beauty in yourself as a dancer. Nice. Um, so before you, you know, compare yourself, compare your point, compare your turnout, compare your whatever, your flexibility, your hyperextension or lack thereof, right. anybody else's, uh-huh. you know, really appreciate and value yourself as a dancer. Appreciate the things that you do do well. Yes, and acknowledge the things that you need to work on. Okay, yeah, I need to work on that that turnout. I need to work on that balance. I need to work on getting whatever that may be, but not don't stay there, you know, right. but really first, like, a, like, let that be the bedrock of it, the appreciation of the beauty that already is inside of you. Like we all have a level of, um, of fierceness, you know, that we bring to the table that I think um, many times we shy away from just because we're like, well, I don't want to say I'm great. I don't, I'm not even saying all that, but just appreciate, you know, just appreciate where you are um, and grow from there. So there's a healthy balance because you can be, it can be, on either end of the spectrum. You know, you can be so into yourself that you're like, I got this, I'm good, I'm on top of the world, all that, and all that mm-hmm. right there, and then you're not. Right? <laughs> you're not at all. <laughs> and you're not booking at all. Like, right. this, nobody wants to work with anybody with a phone. Right, phone. exactly. Number mm-hmm. one. Mm-hmm. Um, but, and it can be on the other end of the spectrum, which is also unhealthy, which is like, I'm the worst dancer, I can't do anything right, and nothing looks good on me and how come I can't do this right and how come I don't look like her and how come I'm not as tall or as short or as long or as whatever mm-hmm. you know that's another end of the spectrum so it's really important to be balanced with making sure that yes you appreciate the beauty in others but at the same time you appreciate the beauty in yourself right, right. value yourself yeah the value and that's as a dancer definitely um and that permeates every other area in life nice you know? absolutely agreed <laughs> agreed sustained love that so yeah. how can everyone connect with you, Sway? Um, sure. Well, um, they can go right now. I'm preparing for my annual um, Smart Artist Intensive. So I send all roads leave there, smartartistintensive.com. Um, but I also have lots of free trainings over at Smart Artist Institute. Okay. Dot com as well. So I have a online uh, web series for creatives. Um, who are looking to do something entrepreneurial or just try to get some insight of their value. Um, so that's Smart Artist TV, but all that is at smartartistinstitute.com. Um, smartartistinstitute.com. Let me ask you this. It just came to my mind. So your staffing um, agency, is that only Dallas-based or if a listener is somewhere else, or do you have, are you into um, other it's, it's, it's largely Dallas-based, but we've done it you know, um, in other states as well. Um, it just depends on the season. It depends on the opportunities that come. I may have some upcoming opportunities in the New York area, but I'm not with the staffing. I really don't, I really don't even pursue opportunities. Mm -hmm. Um, 
it's it's just grown by itself. I mean, I, I didn't just grow by itself. I don't believe that. That's a lie. Um, <laughs> I put work in. I put uh-huh. hard work in. Uh-huh. Feel that. But now um, it has the the establishment with the relationships. And mm-hmm. so I'm constantly getting calls that, oh, can you feel this position? Can you feel that? But it's not like, I'm like, oh, we, you know, we're trying to grow it anymore. Mm-hmm. So if an opportunity comes up where, you know, somebody wants something from out of town and we have somebody out there that I feel comfortable with representing our company, that could possibly be, it just depends. So mm-hmm. that's that's how that, every, every one of my revenue streams has a different business model. So that's the, business model for that revenue stream is particular. Gotcha. So can people connect with you through that company as well? Or? Um, yeah. I mean, they could actually on smart artists, um, okay. there should be a link. You know what? I don't think there's a link. Cause I just keep it totally separate. Um, they can email me. Okay. Um, that, uh, on smart artists Institute, there's a contact page. So they okay. can if they're interested in that. Mm-hmm. So we have smartartistintensive.com and smartartistinstitute.com. Yes. Is there a right. way that they can connect with you on social media? Absolutely. Yes. Um, Instagram, Facebook, uh, LinkedIn is Sway Buckley. Um, Twitter is Sway on the Move. Sway Buckley and Sway on the Move. So we'll put all this up on your episode and everyone will be in touch with you. Fabulous. Um, and I thank you so much for sharing your story. I think you have a really interesting one. I really love that you kind of were launching your performance and your business simultaneously. And I think more dancers need to hear about that. You know, they need to know that that's an option. And I love that you're helping artists monetize their their gifts and, and help them to know their value. So keep doing what you're doing. I love it. Thank you. I love what you're doing. So yes. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much. Um, so we'll make sure we have um, all of you can connect with Sway. Make sure you check out everything that she has to offer. Um, connect with her. Hear her story. Right. Learn from her wisdom. All of that good stuff. Um, mm-hmm. Again, thank you, Sway. And until next time, happy dancing, folks. Bye. Thank you. Bye bye.